Wednesday, June 8th. Welcome to Crowdcast, the 5 to 20 minute podcast where we discuss the merits of data collected by smartphone wielding consumers on behalf of retailers and brand manufacturers. I'm your host and Mobi's head of marketing, Chris Angel. We are Mobi, a Boston based mobile tech company offering consumers the chance to make a few extra bucks via our wildly popular app made for collecting custom data on behalf of the world's largest retailers and brands. This is episode four. Yeah. We don't have our usual cast of uh, characters here today, but we are we are broadcasting live from downtown Boston, and we're discussing today the heart, one of the hearts of our many hearts of our, of our operations with Tom Fierre, our head and director of product management. Welcome, Tom. Uh, Happy to be here. How's yeah, everyone doing? Yeah, it's great. Everyone's doing great. The whole crowd's doing great. They're a little quiet out there today. Yeah, I think it's something hear. in the air. I don't know. The cloud cover isn't quite right for the, the bees to be out in full <laughs> full effect. But Well, we're diving right into it with the mention of bees. Uh, we've, had a, we've had some of our uh, other colleagues on, on the Crowdcast. Yeah, I've got a couple. And uh, we've had Devin and uh, Gabby was on last week talking about the bees. And today what we wanted to do is... Tell our listeners a little bit about you know the technology, the process behind building the technology, and what enables them. And there's so much ground to cover because you, you cover all of the technology and you see all aspects of the business. But mm. I think uh, if we can hit on the three major pillars, if I'm right, you know, essentially we have the platform, you know, we have we have the app, and then we have sort of the analytics piece. Um, Definitely. And why don't you tell us a little bit about like your involvement in each of those and. Great. Yeah, so at Mobi, it's a three-pronged approach, as you put it, which is a great way to think about it. You know, the platform is the, is, the, is the bedrock and the foundation and essentially the center. You know, everything comes in and goes out. That's how the data flows. When we look at what's our bread and butter and what it has been, it's the mobile piece. It's mobile data collection. You know, that's what we, you know, when I joined at the end of 2012, that's what all we were was an iPhone app collecting data for people. Yeah. Um, so really the iPhone and Android apps are what we hang our hat on as far as our mobile swarm that are out there getting missions delivered to them and collecting data for us through there, you know, uh, photos, obviously geolocated type stuff, um, all kinds of different data that they can collect. That comes into the platform. A lot of stuff happens there in the central hub, but the value add for the customer happens on the reporting side of things. So right. that's how they see their data. You know, that's when they get when they get near real time alerts. That comes from the reporting end of things. You know, they get alerts right to their phone yeah. based on something that's happening in their store. That type of thing. So a lot of the conversation around this industry that we've had with, um, like I said, Anand, Devin, Gabby, it's been around. Um, you know, the unique sort of value adds that we offer as a company, and it's not overt to the customer. So what are the things that happen like on the back end that someone who's making a decision about this service, they just wouldn't see necessarily, that, you know, the things that we've evolved into? Yeah, great question. Part of it is the domain knowledge. You know, we know the space. We understand what's going on in the retailing and uh, manufacturing industries. So we've got a sense of what customers are looking for and also the the snafus and the caveats to what they need that they might not be aware of so let me give a couple examples off the top of my head uh one is just even the lingo you know end cap displays facings to people in the retailing industry those are second nature to them 
But part of what we do is we have to translate that into terms that our users can understand and that's right. more friendly for them. Yeah. Um, which seems like a small thing, but there's actually a lot of nuance there. You know, we've, you've got a small screen on an iPhone 5 or something. You need to, we need to be able to quickly and um, effectively wordsmith a question or a, a set of directions that, that any normal person can understand. So that, that's one key piece that we do. Um, you know, another thing really is when we talk about validating the data, this is something where, you know, there's a lot to it. If I'm looking for, if I'm, let's say I'm a soap brand and I want a, I want to take a look at what the shelves are set up and how they're merchandised at different, you know, at a pharmacy, at a big box retailer, at different places that I'm going to have some real estate at, I need a full view of it. I need a full view of the shelf and it needs to be clear. I need to be able to see where I'm located. I need to see how uh, competitors are positioned around me. I'm not saying anything, but you know, with some of the competitors maybe, maybe that level of validation on, hey, is this the full soap section isn't there. I can tell you we use a mix of manual and automated validation techniques to make sure that you know, not only is the photo taken in the right place at the right time, but hey, it's actually showing the whole thing that you're going for. So yeah. if you need to see that full soap section, we're not going to validate and deliver data to you or pay our bees for it if the if the you know if it's not the full photo of the soap section. Well, validation is a huge piece of uh, this offering, and I happen to know that just coming from uh, the map world, and so you know the data that we created for uh, a Google Maps, for example was partly automated, but a lot of it was validated. And we had multiple sources of validation. So right. I think what our customers um, are seeing is that that part is, while it's not a necessarily always technology driven, that part of the business process becomes critical. And I think part of the reasons why people come back. Um, but in terms, of, um, in terms of the process that you have for managing how we go to market or not even know so much how to market but how what we're going to build next T tell the listeners a little bit about you know that process and again something that i think is a differentiator yeah there's a lot of inputs to that and my part of my job huge conversation i mean like <laughs> yeah. product management how long is this podcast <laughs> five minutes okay we're 20 minutes in well, this is a lightning talk so yeah, it's really exciting. Part of and really the bulk of my responsibility is synthesizing all these possibilities that come in. You know, we could go off and do X, Y, or Z, and there's a lot of opportunities and revenue opportunities for things like that. It has to fit in with the vision, and it has to fit in in the larger context of what the roadmap is right now. So. Yeah. Uh, there's different internal stakeholders that I serve as product manager. You know, there's external ones too. If a customer needs something or a potential customer needs something. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, in the marketplace, you know, things going with omnichannel. That, that's a buzzword now and it's, it's played out to a certain extent, but it, it's reality. Customers want the same experience when they log onto the website from desktop, from mobile, or in the store. You know, showrooming, mobile showrooming, that type of stuff. Having a finger on the pulse of where the industry is going helps us prioritize and have a context and a framework for prioritizing what we're going to work on next. Yeah. So it, it, it gets synthesized. You know, we have different ways that we prioritize and the different work tracks. You mentioned, you know, there's platform, there's mobile. There's a lot of internal tooling that we're building. Yeah. Having those uh, work tracks running concurrently is helpful and allows us to get multiple balls in the air. But at the same time, you know, it ha any work that we bring in has to fit in with the, the foundation and the vision of what Moby is. Right. So how do you keep track of all those different 
you know, channels of work, you know, what kind of... Yeah, I have these napkins that I just write on the back of, and that seems to work for you. Right, Uh, let's use one now. (laughs) (laughs) No, kidding aside, um, we use Atlassian Jira, that suite of tools, Confluence, Jira, um, even some low-tech stuff like Excel, it works really well. Um, And beyond that, some low-tech thing, you know, uh, user story mapping, that's a technique that we do. It's not a 2D backlog of work items, it's actually a three-dimensional view that captures breadth and then goes deep in certain functional areas for different roles and tasks as they were. So that's something at a high level that we do when we're developing a new product or building on a new section of a product. Managing it for the development team is the downward facing view. So there's the communication and the management of this that I do facing upwards to the executive team and the other stakeholders on the business. Then there's the downward facing view to the development team. And I don't mean downward in a sense of um, no, I, th- I think hierarchy, that, but no, no. I I think for any potential customers listening, they'd want to know that we've got this process in place. In my mind, having come from, and I think we all have different big companies, uh, Nokia and 3Com. In my experience, or even Best Buy, this this is the same process at our size company that these big companies are using. And I would think that some of these prospects would would take some comfort in that. Yeah, it's not fly by the seat of our pants. You know, yeah. we do a product council. We have, we have the roadmap built out, and you know, it's not something that's changing based on the wind. We're not right. the leaf in the air. We right. we have a vision for what Moby is and is going to become, and that's opinionated. And but we can also back it up. And I feel like yeah. any prospective customers can take solace in the fact that. Um, as far as product management and what we're building, we have a vision in place while at the same time working with customers and developing those customer relationships to influence the vision. Because right. ultimately, we need to provide value and provide a solution for pain that they're having. Yeah, well, and I've seen some of the spreadsheets of all those inputs. It seems like it's endless, but it is a process. Yep. Something comes out at the end of that funnel that says, this is a product, this is a feature set. This is a service that ladders back up into some real rational thought thinking. Oh yeah, well that's that's the vital piece really. If if any of the listeners are familiar with user stories, you know, uh, one typical format is as a blank, I want blank, so that blank, and that sounds a little abstract. So let me put it in terms. You know, as a coffee drinker, I want to be able to get a nice fine grind on my beans, so that. I can enjoy uh, even uh, a cup of coffee that's evenly brewed and is consistent from cup to cup and brew to brew. Mm-hmm. The so that piece of a user story is where you need to clearly enunciate the business value. And if I can't do that and I'm scratching my head when I'm writing up a new feature, hey, what's the business value? It's a big red flag. Does this need to be Easy built right now? Yeah. yeah. So not only is that helpful for me to make sure that a feature or a piece of functionality we're developing is going to provide business value, it's helpful to the executive team so that they can understand or even uh, customers so they can understand what pain this is solving. It's super helpful for the developers too because they love to have context uh, for what they're building. It gives them ideas and lets them think creatively, oh, could we solve it this way? Or, you know, oh, I get why we're doing this. I'm not just building product, I'm not just, you know, building specs off a product requirements document with no context. So yeah. it's, it's a morale builder for them and it really helps them develop the best solution to solve that business need. Yeah. So, I mean, this topic is so vast, like a lot of the conversations we've had here, but um, this one in particular, because it can go in so many directions, it can go technical, it can talk, you can go on the market side and talk about where those features come from. Um, 
but so I want to try to focus it and just, you know, tell me, you know, summarize your day to day and then we'll try to wrap it up there. We're definitely going to have a part two on this, on the product management piece. And, nice. Uh, but tell me about your typical day to day. You know, what's something a prospective customer might be interested in? And then uh, we'll wrap and then we'll, we'll revisit. We'll do a part two. Cool. Yeah. You know, typical day is. You know, get in. One thing I like to do is stay grounded in numbers and reality. And, you know, uh, gut feeling is good and that helps influence some things. But at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie a lot of the time more. So, you know, to check the KPI dashboard, make sure that things are performing well, see if there's any outliers or things that need addressing. Um, and it's throughout the day, it's a mix of tactical things and it's a mix of strategic things. So, uh, and that's part of the challenge of the job, honestly, is switching context from the yeah. 30,000 foot view down to the day to day. So, you know, it might be a meeting where I'm getting together to do a little product discovery. Oh, hey, you know, we're thinking of doing um, this new type of question type. This is the market that it could unlock for us. Here's some risks or dependencies. How would this fit in with the roadmap? Okay, that's a pretty high level conversation. Then it might be we're going to go down and go. Uh, I might catch up with some of the mobile developers. Hey, what's going on with this? Uh, you know, this user flow. When I go back, it's taking me out to level two, and it might be tweaking some screen flows, uh, that type of thing. And you know, working with the designer to get some new mockups done or some new um, workflows mapped out, yeah. that type of thing. You know, then even getting down nitty gritty, writing some user stories, getting some acceptance criteria written on them, maybe review a test plan with uh, one of the QA testers. You know, then it's getting outside of the building. That's an important part of my job too. Just getting out there, maybe go check out, uh, you know, one of our big box retailers that we work with. I like to just get out there and see what's going on at the store, just to maybe observe what's going on with um, different promotions or display things being right. run, what's going on operationally. Uh, and then of course, getting in front of customers, getting their feedback on stuff, um, working from that, Point of view, seeing where they're at with the product, what they like, what could be better done. It sounds um, like it sounds like it's not that typical of a day. That it's different every day. It's different. It, it's yeah. yeah it's a, a it's lot a, every day. Yeah, and it's a it's a mixed bag of things, and yeah. even getting down. You know, we're addressing a lot of. Um, there's a lot of technical things too that we do. You know, oh, yeah. new architectural things that we're doing, hardening the platform, and you know, working with our head of software architecture and. I mean now because you know at, at um, my background is an engineering background too. Yeah, so, so that's going to be a fantastic next session. Maybe we'll have a dual conversation for the next one because right that that whole sort of where we're going next with the platforms, some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's let's wrap it here. Tom Vieira, thanks for joining us, our head of product management. I think we had some really interesting points. Uh, check this podcast out at getmobi.com, and we're going to go also to iTunes in the coming days, and also SoundCloud, and uh, getmobi.com for more information. Uh, if you have any questions, contact at getmobi, and we'll, we'll get right back to you. Great. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for coming on.